0: On the You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Shagrew, and Jack Wright. Bear Down Chicago podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right. Hello,
1: Bears fans. Do not adjust your dials. That voice you hear is not Logan Bradley's, uh, but nothing is wrong. It is Patrick Sheldon, and you are tuned into the latest edition of the Bear Down Chicago podcast. I am thrilled to be joined tonight
0: by the one, the only Jack Wright. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I was watching a little bit of playoff baseball and maybe dozed off. Uh, I'm not used to watching baseball this time of year. You, you get to watch it this year, this time of year? I do, often.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Sort of a ritual for us Yankees fans. Yeah.
0: That's well, good <laughs> Good for you. Body yeah. freaking da- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't watched baseball in so long because I'm so jaded by the Sox. I, I really did before I fell asleep. I was enjoying it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I love baseball. Forgot about that.
1: It is awesome. It is awesome. Well, I'm thrilled to uh, to be joined by you tonight and to be talking Bears. It's just the two of us. Unfortunately, uh, Logan Bradley's been uh, unavoidably detained. So if any of our, our listeners know of a reputable bail bondsman, please reach out to the pod. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He couldn't make it, uh, and neither could our other co-hosts, uh, Ryan Dangle or Brennan Chigrew. Um, We miss them. But if you don't want to miss them and you want to make sure you follow all of their rantings and ravings on Twitter and elsewhere. Uh you can follow Brendan Shagru. He's at Brendan Shagru. Uh, Logan Bradley is at Bear Down Bradley. You can find Ryan Dingle on Twitter at Ryan Dingle, and Jack Wright is at bear down Jack. I don't know why you'd want to follow me, but if you do, I am at P underscore shells. I had to be the odd guy, not include uh my full name in the in the Twitter handle. I had to be different. But uh, so it's just the two of us, Jack. I think, you know, we did, we do a lot of market research. We do a lot of data analytics, and I think we concluded that we're not reaching the the cool hip 18 to 25 demographic. So as a podcast, we decided to have the two coolest hippest guys, uh, host
0: tonight's episode. What do you think of that? I think that makes sense. Everybody else is following analytics. I feel like, you know, the bear down shy pod should do that as well. Yeah, I think we're in a sweet spot, you and I. I think we are exactly what that demographic needs tonight. I think so. So, no cap, fam. This is going to be
1: Gucci. We're here on fleek and ready to pop off, and that's 100. So, let's get it. And I'm fairly confident I use all those words in the right context. And uh, as an aside, I want to give a special shout-out to our sponsor for tonight, UrbanDictionary.com. When you're in your 40s but you still need to sound hip, visit UrbanDictionary.com. The kids
0: would say, that's cringe, or they would say, that's mid, and I don't know if I, you know, what is it, uh, fax no printer? <laughs> I think that's what they say. <laughs> is that a thing now? Facts yeah. no printer.
1: Well, Jack, you're looking good tonight, but uh, I have to admit, you look like you could use a little bit of a trim.
0: Uh, the good news is, I've got a place for you. Are you interested? I am interested. I, you're right, I'm a little shaggy. I could use a, I could use a, cut, a fade. Well, let me tell you about a great
1: place you can go. It's called Sheridan's Barbershop. Uh, they're located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, and have been serving the community for 68 years. They've got six barbers, and they're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You can book your appointment online or give them a call at your convenience. Visit Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or call 630-668-0137 and book your appointment today. Sheridan's Barbershop where traditional meets modern.
0: Listeners, are you thinking about buying or selling a house in the Chicagoland area? There is only one person and one person only, Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties. Jeff is making it happen for his buyers, using proven tactics to help his buyers get the contracts. And it's not about paying the highest price either. Contact Jeff today to learn more visit genevajeff.com, or you can call or text 630-254-4734. So Jack, let's get right
1: to it. Uh, we've got a game tomorrow night, and the Chicago Highlighters are going to be hosting the Washington Commanders, eight fifteen on Amazon Prime. Are you excited about this one?
0: You know, I am. I, I am. Uh, I'm not real excited. I, the uniforms, I think, was an opportunity missed, and we talked about it. I think when it came out, I, I would have loved to have seen the Bears, Bears head logo on uh, on something. I, I don't think orange shouldn't be like a primary color in a uniform. It's a great accent color, but you know, you nailed it. The orange highlighters versus the Commanders. It's going to be tough though, right? It's a, it's a short week, and, and it's it's two teams that. What, do you want to say that they're rebuilding, or do you want to say that they're just below average, because you'd be right either way, I suppose. Are they are mid? Can we say that? They We're are. Still, they, yeah. That would be probably
1: a proper use of the word. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I think these teams mirror each other in a lot of ways. They're both sort of, uh, you know, kind of struggling to find their way early on in the season, struggling to find an identity. And I think they're they're pretty evenly matched. Although on paper, it sounds like uh, it looks like the, the commanders have a little bit more juice on the offensive side uh especially when they got a guy like mclaurin um you know i i think they present the possibility of putting up a lot of points but but then again they got carson Wentz under center and uh he's always uh problematic when it comes to scoring points
0: he's a he's an enigma wrapped in a mystery wrapped in bacon isn't he i i'll tell you you know i i i just owned that i was probably wrong about Nathaniel Hackett. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I was wrong about Carson Wentz, too. I I thought initially when he was with Philly and they were rolling, he had all of the intangibles, intangibles, tall, rangy, great arm. He could run and scramble. He seemed like a tough, tough player, a leader. I don't know what has gone wrong with him, but he's now he's like a journeyman who seems to alienate everybody. He can throw for touchdowns, but then he throws for picks.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like him and his head coach are on the same page either. I heard Rivera had to walk back some of the comments he made um, clarifying he didn't he didn't mean to place all the blame on his quarterback. But, you know, listen, we talked about it. These teams are evenly matched. It's a short week. Uh, commanders are coming to Chicago. You know, um, I think the last thing they want is a distraction this week or something to take their focus away from trying to beat the Chicago Bears, which, let's face it, it's a winnable game for both teams. Uh, and so I think the commanders come in here at a little bit of a disadvantage, and I, I don't
0: want to spoil it. We'll get to it later, but I I like the Bears here. What do you think? Boy, I'll tell you, it, you nailed it. it. It's going to be awfully tough. I, I, I did pick the Bears. I know you're going to reveal our our picks and our scores in just a minute, but there, there are real, there are real concerns. I think we'll, we'll talk about them here throughout the, the remainder of the show, but I think right away, what is especially concerning concerning is that the, the defensive line for the Washington commanders is top of the league when it comes to pressures and TFLs and we, we have documented it well. And especially on the inside, Uh, I think it's going to be a tough night for, for our guy who plays center Mm -hmm. still remain nameless (laughs) and, uh, and anybody who is trying to play guard. So, yeah.
1: So I got a question for you. We've got, um, we know Jalen Johnson's a a go for tomorrow night. Uh, We're not sure about Nikhil Harry though. There is some intimation on Twitter that he may give it a go tomorrow, even though he was just recently uh, cleared to return. Let me ask you this. Let's assume both of them return tomorrow night. Who do you think has the bigger impact?
0: I'm going to say Jalen Johnson, just because he's such a high-impact player. I mean, he's proven that he is amongst the best corners in the game, and that when he's in the game, teams quite literally won't even throw his way. And uh, I think probably if we're going to see any impact from Harry, it's, it's going to take a while. I think we've... We've seen that the offense has a, a pretty hard time, just in general, gelling and, and finding a way to get the ball to their playmakers. Um, I, I hope I hope we do see uh, an impact from Harry because certainly we need it. And that unit, what do you think? Who do you think will have a higher impact?
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Jalen Johnson, um, largely because you know, Harry needs to get into the swing of things. He's coming back off a, a lengthy absence, um, so physically, you know, I know he's cleared to play, but is he in game shape? Um, does he have a full grasp of the of the playbook? Uh, are they going to put him in for you know full packages, or is he going to be sort of a um, on a on a pitch count, so to speak? But I do think as he gets up and running. You know, whether it's as a blocker, which we saw from his New England days, he's pretty adept at, or just being a big body target, being that kind of pseudo tight end that, uh, you know, not to throw our guy into the bus, but who I I had hoped Cole Komet would be, you know, that kind of big body safety valve or somebody who can go up and get the ball and, and out muscle some of these smaller defenders. I think he could have a pretty significant impact on the offense, especially if Justin Fields continues to grow in this offense. And build on on the momentum from the second half of last week. Um, he, you know, he could be a real asset, just as a safety valve for him.
0: Yeah, I I hope you're right. I mean, I think if I'm being a little bit of a devil's advocate here, I I, I think what we what I feel like we've learned is that most of the dudes that we brought in at wide receiver were were truly like a chip in a chair type of guys you know, and I, and while I thought like there was upside with everybody from Pringle to Harry to Pattis, you know, I, especially after our conversation on Sunday, I think that true false question was great about, you know, will there be five, you know, pass catching entities on this team that really had me thinking that, that, that no, <laughs> like they ultimately, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily have those types of dy- dynamic pass catchers. And so it's one, another one of those ones where I hope that I'm wrong, but I I would be a little bit surprised if if Harry has an impact this season, if I'm being honest. So who's going to step up Sunday? Who's going to be that
1: wide receiver who steps up opposite Darnell Mooney? Because Mooney, he's, he's coming on as of late, right? He's looked a lot better in his last two games, so maybe he's starting to hit his stride. But who's going to be that second wide receiver that steps up and is a compliment to Mooney?
0: Well, I mean, it's an interesting way that you phrase the question and I, I'm not trying to evade it, but I, I was going to say that if there's a night for Mooney to actually be the go-to wide receiver to look like a one in any way, shape or form, we're finally facing a team that's not in the top 14 when it comes to defense. We have faced pretty formidable teams defensively and, and Washington's not. I think they're 25th uh, you know, in the league in defense. And so I was thinking about it for fantasy too. I haven't started Mooney once. Um, So so I think, you know, again, not to evade your question, but to me, what's even more important about this game is are we going to see the Darnell Mooney that we had hoped to see out of the gate? Uh, You know, we know about his work ethic. We know that he wants to do those things, but we haven't really seen it come to fruition.
1: Yeah, that's true. One thing I do hope to see this week, even though I, I agree, I think, uh, Mooney could have a big day I really want to see them Use Velas Jones More than they have offensively And they may be building to it Look, we, we've kind of We're hoping uh, That this staff Has been slowly bringing along Justin Fields And we think maybe they're starting to turn a corner And, and um, put more on his plate And allow him to be the quarterback We think he could be Maybe that's kind of their approach with Velas Jones too Uh, so maybe they're easing him into action, but I, maybe I misread this or misheard this, but I I thought I saw, he only got like a handful of offensive snaps last week. Was it three, um, out of your third round pick, you, I gotta see more than that. And so I'm really hoping, uh, they use him more, whether it's, you know, on some of those jet sweeps or just getting him the ball in space. I really want to see them, uh, use him a little bit more on the offensive side.
0: Did the touchdown that you saw, like, give you the impression that he, I mean, to say Debo Samuel would be, that would be, that's not fair to anybody, but is that how you're seeing him because of the end around? Or is he going to be like a a slot guy and then line up in the backfield in motion? Is he going to run those, those screens? uh, Yeah. What do you, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah. So I'll tell you my first reaction to that play and, and his usage on Sunday was, this is a, a rookie, a third round rookie who doesn't have a full command of the playbook yet. And so they're giving him plays where he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to know the depth of the route. He doesn't have to know when to break it. He doesn't have to know what his options are depending on the defense and, and which way do I break this route if the defense is is doing this versus that. He just has to get the ball and run. And and so I I that was my initial take. So I think you're gonna see more of that at least in the beginning where, you know, you're getting him on jet jet sweeps or pitches or end arounds or, um, you know, wide receiver screens or, or a quick slant, just something to get him the ball, get him in space and let him use his speed. Ultimately when he does have a full command of the playbook, I, you know, I don't know how they're going to use him. I, I, I hope it's, you know, in the mold of a Debo Samuel, that would be fantastic. Um but, you know, we don't know. I think a lot of that probably hinges on Jones's development, too. We got some other interesting storylines for this game I want to touch on. Uh, do you think by the end of tomorrow night's game, the Bears fans will regret that we uh, gave up on on Charles Leno? That is
0: a great question. I. I, I'll tell you, I, I didn't have as much negative reaction about Leno as a lot of folks did. I think people thought he was putrid and needed to be out of town. I thought he was, I thought he was average. I'm going to say no, only because Braxton Jones has proven himself to be a valuable left tackle in his rookie season. And the ceiling is pretty high. And I'm not sure that the ceiling was as high for Leno. Yeah, I completely agree. I I think it's possible
1: Leno could have a decent game tomorrow, but for all the reasons you just cited, I don't think I'm going to be regretful that he's no longer on the team. Uh I think that was one of my criticisms of the last regime was, you know, the the unwillingness to let some of the younger guys play. So, I agree with you. What about Justin Fields? Does he continue to build on that momentum from the second half or was that an aberration? We've heard a lot of A lot of Debbie Downers on Twitter who have thrown a bucket of cold water on some of the Bears fans optimism uh, following last week's loss, you know, cautioning folks not to get too excited about Justin Fields, second half performance. So do you agree with them or do you think uh, maybe he did turn a corner and he's going to start to build on that momentum?
0: Shels, if you give me just a moment, I'm going to do a little bit of yoga. I'm going to do a little bit of downward dog over (laughs) here and uh, some breathing. And then I'll come back and answer your question. Uh, so this is such a great question. And I, I, you said it really well. I think where we've seen what two quarters of good play from him. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of evidence that would show that there will be carry over from the momentum of the second half. I, I hate to say that, you know, because of course that's what we want to see. Uh, but I, what i mentioned about the defensive line and those pressures combined with the play that we saw at times with the offensive line the sack rate is one of the highest per dropbacks uh, for justin fields in the league and that's even with him being incredibly evasive <laughs> excellent at, at, at flushing that pocket when when he needs to so i mean i i'm, I'm gonna there's maybe a, a non-answer I, i'm just gonna say i hope so but I'm going to keep my expectations pretty level because of what I just I just mentioned. And if he goes and he out oh, and he he balls out and he it, it continue to see like an upward trajectory, wow! That that'll be super exciting.
1: Yeah, uh, Bears Twitter will be um, <laughs> off the chain. Look at me, look at me dropping these He's references. I don't even know it. if that's it, still a relevant it. phrase that kids are using these days. But boy, will Bears Twitter be on fire if if he does. And I hope he does. Uh, we we will certainly see. So let's get into a little bit of unchartered territory, at least for me, because this is not my uh, this is not my Matt Forte. Uh, boy, I'm sorry. This is awful. Are uh, you, yeah. a John
0: Fox impression.
1: That I'm is- not going to do.
0: Please don't, dis-
1: please don't. Despite despite <laughs> the poll results, uh, and I think 15 <laughs> people is a is a sufficient sample size. Um, I think I have the best John Fox impression out there.
0: I think more people liked my answer, D, which was not one of the options, <laughs> uh, which was no, terrible. Yeah. Rough.
1: I mean, the fact that I had to explain it after I made the impression, it's right. it, probably a good indication it wasn't very good. It's
0: always funnier when you have to explain the yeah. funniness of the joke or the uh, who the impression was. Yeah. Always better that way. Always better. Uh, but we're
1: going to talk about something I'm, I'm, I'm equally bad at, which is giving out fantasy advice, fantasy football advice. Um, again, this is sort of Logan Bradley's jam, Brendan Chagru. They're, they're pretty good at this. Uh, this is my first, uh, my first go at it. So um, interestingly, I, I think at least with respect to one of these guys uh, ties in a little bit to, 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 some of the, the betting advice I have later. So that's a little bit of a tease, uh, but I I think Lamar Jackson is going to uh, explode this week. So I'll give you two guys I think are going to have big weeks. And so if you're, you're on the fence about whether to start them uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a huge week. I think this is going to be a perfect scenario for a giants uh, letdown game. They're coming off a huge emotional win. They're flying across the pond. Uh, their, their punter is still stuck <laughs> back in England. And, you know, they're probably an emotional wreck right now, wondering if he'll ever get his passport issues resolved. Uh, but just this seems like I, f- I feel like the Giants are are, are the worst 4-1 and team I've seen in a long, long time. And I, I don't know that it's going to be sustainable. At some point, the other shoe's got to drop. And I think it does this week. And I think Lamar Jackson goes off. The other guy I'll give you real quick, and then I want to hear who you got, uh, Jack, is James Connor. Uh, the Cardinals are going up against the worst rush defense in the league uh, in the Seattle Seahawks. So, um, you know, it, Connor's a guy that could be uh, somebody you're on the fence about, whether you start him over another running back in your stable. Um, keep that in mind when you're making that decision. I think James, Con- James Connor has a big week. How about you? Who do you got, Jack? You're big into the fantasy game.
0: I love it. I think that you might have nailed it. If you're right about that Giants, uh, you know Ravens matchup, which I think you might be, it might be the first time. Maybe the Giants are like, okay, now we're playing a big boy team. And but if they if they win, whoa, that's a storyline. Holy. Yeah. Wow. We're not going to hear the end of it from Dengel about Dayball,
1: by the way. And yeah, so for that reason, I'm hoping the Giants get blown out.
0: <laughs> for that <laughs> reason alone. So we can just be like, Ryan, shh. Ryan, shh. <laughs> so, you know, I think the the Patriots are so tough when it comes to their running backs. But this particular week might be a great week to start uh, or grab uh, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson in. You know you're probably going to start him, so that's not really an option. But if you maybe you pick him up if he's at a, a value in, in a DFS uh, situation. But Damian Harris is questionable with a hamstring. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson ran for 161 yards, uh, had 19 and a half fantasy points last week. Uh, he's running up against the the Browns. They have been porous, <laughs> to put it mildly, when it comes to their run defense. So I think that without a doubt, Stevenson's arrow is pointing up, and he's somebody that I'm watching for sure this coming weekend in fantasy football.
1: All right, let's get to another area that uh, is not my strong suit. In fact, uh, when it comes to gambling advice, it's always best to to take what I say and do the exact opposite. But nonetheless, I'm gonna give it. So uh, but Jack, I want to hear you are a bit of a uh, betting aficionado, no? Yeah,
0: I do a little bit of, of dabbling on the DraftKings here and there—a
1: shekel here and there.
0: I do. Yeah, All right. I, I'm not going to quit my day job. <laughs> they're, they're not going to invite me onto the Daily Wager, I don't think. Um, there's some fantasy. Like, there's some some fascinating games that I'm probably going to lay off of, but just like thinking about Bills, Chiefs, for instance, mm-hmm. would be phenomenal. I think, uh, you know, right now the Chiefs are. Uh, underdogs at home, uh, wow, and a half points, which uh, that, that that should be interesting. Cowboys Eagles um, is another interesting matchup, but I think uh, that ultimately, if I'm looking at any specifics when it comes to games, uh, I'm looking at taking the Bills uh, in a first half over. Their team points are at 26 and a half, uh, and they tend to come out of the gate firing. And if you watched any of that Bills game last week you saw you know Allen chucking it from the his own end zone you know for a length of the field touchdown there he's getting off the bus and throwing deep uh and so i think they they have an incredibly dynamic offense so i'm taking um, the over for the bills total points in the first half which is 26 and a half and then this one i might regret but i'm going for it man so the rams right now are favored uh, they're 10 and a half point favorites against the Panthers. Now, I, I, I don't know about you shells, but I, I think there's something to the coach got fired. The team is motivated. I mean, I think statistically it's proven itself to be a thing. Now it could be a totally bad call. Like I said, Baker's pretty sure Baker is out, you know, so they're on a backup quarterback, but it just seems like when the coach gets fired, there's solidarity with the team and and the Rams are so one-dimensional Cooper cup is is banged up right now and they don't seem to be able to find anyone else to be able to funnel the ball through that they are on the struggle bus yeah so i'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and and take the Panthers and i'm gonna I'm gonna take those points and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you
1: know, I like those picks. I like and I like the I'm, um, you know, again, I'm not a professional gambler. I like those kind of those angles. Um and the the Rams have really struggled to score points this year. So, uh interesting picks. I like those a lot. Um so as, as you know, I uh, you know, I like to tease the under. Um I also enjoy it as a wager. But I'm going to stay away from it this week, and I'm just going to go uh, straight uh, covers this week with my picks. And um, I teased a little bit before. Speaking of teasing, with the uh, the Ravens, they're given five and a half to the Giants in the in. I guess it's not the Meadowlands; it's MetLife. That's revealing my age here. They're, they're playing in New Jersey. And uh, again, I think this has got uh, let down all over for the Giants. Daniel Jones is um, poof. I don't see, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think the Ravens are going to put up quite a bit of points. And I don't see the Giants offense based on what I've seen thus far this year. I don't see them as capable of hanging with a team that's able to put up a significant amount of points, so I like the Ravens lane five and a half this week. And Homer Alert, I like the Bears minus one. I wow. just, yeah, I again, I, you going back to those little kind of weird angles. I just think the Commanders are coming into this week um, with a little bit of drama, with a little bit of qu- quarterback controversy. Uh, Wentz is already, you know, laying the foundation for the sor- shoulder argument, rubbing his shoulder in practice. Um, short week, distractions abound, and I think the Bears are motivated. The Bears have some momentum. Bears feel good about themselves, and I think uh, I think they're going to win this one. So laying a point at home, I'll I'll take the uh, I'll take the I'll take the Bears.
0: I think that you're on to something because I mean, and it's early, but the Commanders are zero and two on the road, and the Bears are two and zero at home. You know, you so. There's perhaps something to uh, the Bears winning at Soldier and a little bit of home field advantage. supposed to be supposed to be like mid 40s, pretty gusty winds, yeah. you know. So maybe a little little San Fran vibe going on there, <laughs> uh, San Fran victory vibe. I don't know.
1: We'll take any advantage we could get. Yes. All right. So before we get out of here, let's get to some predictions. So um, for our, our compadres who couldn't be here tonight, uh, Ryan Dangle. Has the Bears winning 23 to 17. Brennan Chagru has got the Bears winning by 10, 24 to 14. Uh, So now I know last week we talked about this. I don't think any of us, if I remember correctly, predicted them to score 30 or more points. Correct. Right? We did not. But uh so far it appears that at least three out of the four, I, I already told you, I think, the bears are going to win and cover my score prediction is 28 to 20. So three out of four of us have got the bears winning this game. Jack, are we going to make it a
0: clean sweep? Absolutely. I, I do think they're going to win. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to you. I think you you're expecting like this uh, offensive explosion.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sad that we called 28 points an offensive explosion, but that's where we are yeah i'm
0: gonna go 21 10 uh bears over the commanders
1: i love it i love it i'm a little bit nervous that all of us are on the bears train um that can only mean bad things but uh we're gonna buck the trend and and i i agree i think the bears are gonna take this one home
0: i hope that they you know you know we talked about fields if there be any any carryover with fields this play i think this is well documented documented from our, our our tweets in our last pod. Hopefully there's carryover with fluce. Yeah, hopefully there's carryover with the staff. yeah, you know, and, and that we see a kind of a much different approach uh, you know, right out of the gate. I, I well, quite honestly, I can't go through another first half like like last week's first half. I, I did, used up a lot of my patience to be like, okay, relax, breathe. it's gonna be okay. Oh, wow. That's really bad. <laughs> that
1: yeah. So bad. No, you're, you're right. Let's hope uh, Floose, uh doesn't leave his chutzpah in the locker room this week to to right. begin the game. He br- Hopefully he brings his onions. <laughs> Big, beautiful Vidalias. <laughs> uh, well, Jack, this was fun. You know, I got to yeah, say, I, Ryan Dangle does a phenomenal job. This is no easy task at all. Um, and I was a little bit nervous. I was listening to the score coming in. And coming into work, and uh, my gosh! So uh, David Haw called them the Redskins almost twice, and then not even like ten seconds later, Molly starts talking about Frank Komet. and I'm like, oh man, these guys! Wow. Uh, you know, these guys are pros. They've been doing it for years, and and uh, this is gonna be my first time hosting. I was so nervous. They got me all psyched out, but you were a phenomenal co-host. You made this incredibly easy. Uh, I had a pleasure talking to you. This is awesome. I I think we should do this again. This is, we're hip, we're cool, we're 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 everything you want in the eighteen to twenty five demographic.
0: Absolutely. Like, like, let's be honest. Shagru and Logan have nothing on this youthfulness that just exuded from the pod tonight. Thanks nothing. For being
1: along, man. It was awesome. Yeah, seriously, Logan. You don't think I can wear a jean jacket over a hoodie? I can do it. I can pull off that look all right everybody we're gonna get out of here but before we do we want to say thank you we know there is a ton of bears content out there and so we thank you so much for for getting your bears content with us and and uh enjoying this ride with us we love talking bears and we love the fact that you love listening to us talk about bears we hope we made you proud tonight and uh, we appreciate your support so thank you thank you thank you and as always bear down chicago